0: System. Yes. Welcome to the Tippis podcast. The, the concept of tipping points in the climate system is worrisome. The idea that the climate, on a whole, or subsystems of the climate system, such as rainforests or ice sheets, wind systems or ocean currents, might suddenly give in to global warming and tip to other regimes other states or modes, you might say, abruptly and irreversibly changing the climate on Earth, that idea has rightly received much attention in the last 10 years. Now a study in science by Rittkirk and all find that this idea of bistability, that a system is either in one or the other state, might be too simple for many Earth systems. In fact, the authors conclude, there is reason to hope that what will happen instead is a stepwise change to a new state. That's good news, because it means that the process of climate change might be reversed, that is, if we act quickly enough. You, Robin Bastiansen, is part of this study, which was begun long before you joined the Tippers project. Will you please explain to us what it is you have done here, and why do you conclude as you do in the paper?
1: Thanks uh, very much for, for having me here and uh, allowing me to explain uh, our research here. And so, what we did in this paper is we, we had a review of um, past studies, mainly focusing on ecology and mainly focusing as well on spatial patterns that emerge in uh, ecosystems. So, what people previously taught is with this idea of tipping points in the back of their minds, there was you go from one state to another, and then at some point, when environmental conditions worsen, at some point you switch from one state to another. But when you look at many ecosystems, what you find are spatial patterns, like places where there is, say, a lot of vegetation and other places where it's just bare soil. So how does that fit into this, this image of these tipping points? So what people previously thought is that um, these spatial patterns emerged closely before uh, a tipping point. So that was an indicator for tipping points. But this was based on on models where the spatial effects were just mostly ignored or not properly modeled uh, at all. So what we reviewed in this paper is all the studies that followed after these thoughts and that studied models which were, were properly taking account spatial effects. And what we found in all those studies is that those spatial patterns do not necessarily indicate that you're close to such a tipping point, but that you can actually evade it because in a spatial model, there are a lot of options. You can have a place where there is vegetation next to a place where there is bare soil, next to a place where there is vegetation, like a patchiness in this uh, in this landscape. And that allows this ecosystem to have much more options than just having vegetation or no no vegetation at all. And that means that instead of going completely from a f- uh, full uniform state with vegetation to a bare soil, you have the option of going through a lot of spatial patterns. So that's what we found. So instead of this spatial patterns being an indicator for closeness to a tipping point, instead it is this an indicator for resilience. The system um, takes these spatial uh, patterns as an option, as an alternative pathway to prevent the full collapse of the full system. So that's indeed that you can um, prevent the tipping of the whole system by losing only part of your system.
0: And, and if you only lose part of it, it means that it might be reversible, right? I mean, if you haven't lost it all, it's much easier to imagine how a patch like that could start growing again and, and re-establish what was before.
1: Right, yes, indeed. The, the, the critical thing with these tipping points is once you've uh, fallen off of a tipping point, once your environmental condition conditions have worsened so much, that your whole system went from one state to another. It's very hard to get back immediately. But if this is happening in, in just smaller steps, it's easier to go back from one step to the, to the next above. So um, so you can imagine if you only have uh, a small region where vegetation is absent, to restore it there, only there, that's much easier than to having it restore everywhere at the same time. The,
0: the method that you have uh, used here is usually applied to ecology right i mean to biological systems uh, why do you think this would also apply to systems like ocean currents or wind patterns or ice sheets i mean th- those would look very I-, I would expect them to behave very differently uh, than a biotope uh,
1: yeah i agree it's it's very hard to imagine what what the spatial pattern precisely would look like in in Um, the convection of uh, the ocean or the atmosphere indeed but I I can say that uh, the method actually originated uh, from fluid dynamics and where there were multiple um, convection uh, patterns possible and there what people already found I think in the, the 60s or 70s I'm not sure from the top of my head now um, there they found already a multi-stability of different kind of patterns emerging. And that's precisely the same idea that is now the basic uh, basic idea behind what we're presenting here. Um, and besides that, we've also um, found that um, this multi-stability is what people typically found when they go from these very, very simple models to slightly more complicated. Immediately once you add some more uh, spatial effects and more complicated dynamics to a model you see multistability arising. So instead of a a fully uniform state of vegetation against the other state where everything is just bare soil, you now have many options With only part of your domain in um, the bare soil state and the other part in vegetation state, that adds a lot of um, different states that are possible in ecosystems and you can imagine that something like that happens in other kind of physical systems and there are some um, preliminary results that, that indicate that in um, physical systems similar things also happen. So, multi-stability uh, also plays a role there. Yeah.
0: So, so what you're saying is that these two um, approaches to uh, model like uh, ocean currents uh, or ecological uh, systems, they really have the same kind of uh, mechanisms beneath them. It's the same mathematics, maybe. Right.
1: Yes, indeed. The, the mathematics uh, behind that is coming from the same idea. And it dates back to the years after Alan Turing's last paper uh, on this, where he uh, found that um, when you change your uh, parameters of a model or environmental conditions for uh, a real system, at at some point it can happen that patterns emerge that are now uh, typically called Turing patterns. And these, then, after he discovered this, were uh, were found in in fluid dynamics and have been uh, observed empirically so they have been found empirically with fluid dynamics
0: as well, and now we also found similar things with ecological systems. So it all it, it, these are ideas that go all the way back to Alan Turing, really. And but if, you know, if you can imagine how an ice sheet could become patchy, maybe right, have the uh, places where the ice remains and places where the ice is gone. But an ocean system becoming patches is more difficult to imagine. But then you call it multi-stability, really.
1: Uh, the, the typical idea of the ocean currents, what most people
0: have in their mind is
1: this uh, Atlantic merional overturning circulation where you can have two states, that's typically how people present it, where there's water um, uh, at the surface of the ocean flowing either from the equator to uh, the pole or the other way around. But why does that need to be all the options? That there is? It could also be that from both the equator and the poles, water is flowing next to each other and in the middle, there it goes um, to the deeper seas and you have a different ocean circulation that way. And if you look at um, the, the most simple models that people use, there only the possibility of having either from pole to equator or from equator to pole is present. But if you add more uh, complicated dynamics and take the, and the, the whole spatial dimension
0: into account more properly, you immediately start to see that there are many more options. In in climate science, it's been uh, rather mysterious why larger complex climate models like the ones that... Uh, these uh, IPCC state-of-the-art models, uh, the ones that are used for the IPCC report, why those models do not show tipping behavior uh, in general. Do you think your finding might be the explanation to that conundrum? It, it might be, indeed, yes. Um, so what people typically have in mind
1: is very simple models where you have really going from one state to another state in one go. But in those IPCC kind of models, you would not see that, but you see sometimes changes happening in in really in in more stepwise uh, fashion. So people argue that you have simple models that show some kind of behavior and you would need to see that in these more complicated models. But what we see here is if you have a more complicated model, there are more options than just having it fully in one state or fully in another state. Um, And because of that, I would expect that in even more complicated models like these IPCC global climate models, you would expect there to be even more multi-stability and even more possibilities of different kind of states in which the system can be. So I think it would also be possible for those kind of models to show just a more gentle um, go from one state to another. So in some of these smaller steps there as well, but really this is something that should be investigated much
0: more uh, in detail. If climate change is re- more easily reversed uh, as it is in this kind of uh, scenario that you're proposing, right? Wouldn't you say that takes some of the uh, urgency away from dealing with climate change? Well, in a way, indeed, it it seems to be indicating that that the
1: whole system can still survive despite climate change. But if you think about what happens locally in specific regions, it can still feel like a tipping point. So if you have a, a pattern emerging where all of your vegetation is lost at a specific location, if you're living in that location, you're, you should still be as worried as ever that it's your location that's going to be the one that has no vegetation again. So if, if you want to live at that location, you, you cannot anymore. So this this could lead to regional differences that are very dramatic and perhaps even more dramatic than this tipping, um, this classical tipping images painting. Like the whole Earth will experience this at the same time, and everywhere it's the same thing. It's probably it seems like it's
0: more um, a local affair than a global affair immediately. But on a whole, it, it doesn't it make a huge difference if these consequences of climate change are reversible?
1: Yes, yes, it it does seem to indicate that, in the process of going from one state to another, you have a lot of uh, options, a lot of spatial patterns that can emerge in between that. And while we're still seeing these uh, spatial patterns, there is a possibility of going back.
0: Yeah, that would take some of the urgency off, wouldn't it?
1: Yes, in a way, it 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 might. Yeah, in 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 that regard, but still. Uh, I would stress that locally there are going to be differences and locally you should still be worried that things happen. But it it indicates that perhaps um, what we've uh, we found uh, this far with this tipping is very zoomed out image. When you zoom in, how this tipping dynamics happen, so how you go from one state to another, that, that is much more intricate than all those classical studies with tipping uh, indicate and that you're... While you're still in this process, you still have a, some options of going back. But you have to make sure if, if your change is too rapid, you might still be out of luck. And it might be impossible to restore something locally. So once the rainforest is, is completely gone at a place on Earth, it's just gone there, right? Restoring it then is, is much harder than if it's still around.
0: T-tips. The TIPIS project has received funding from the European Union's Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Programme under grant agreement number 820970.